Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Everybody's working for the weekend. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Guy Relford, 2A attorney, licensed firearms instructor, filling in for Jason Hammer. We'll go straight to the hotline and bring on Tommy Piggott, strategic comms director for the RNC, and he runs... Uh, one of the, it's a total must follow on X guy at RNC research. Your Twitter account, Tommy has been dubbed the white house's least favorite Twitter account. I can imagine how you made that, how that, how that made you feel when Politico put that out there, by the way. <laughs> well, it made us feel great. We actually framed it. And we, uh, yeah. had the whole team, we had the whole team sign it as a memorabilia, so it's up hanging in our wall right now. There you go, at RNC Research. Okay, Tommy, let's start. I'm going to start with a piece of audio here, actually, from uh, Leiden Biden here at the podium speaking at an event in Chicago yesterday. And wages are actually going up. Not just in your industry, but wages are going up. It's a fancy way of saying is median household wealth has grown by 37% since the pandemic, meaning people are better off, 37% better off. What do we think about those numbers? It seems like we this is a broken record with Joe Biden, but is that true? Well, I think broken record is a great way, way to describe it because it's not true. I mean, it's just nonsense. It's complete gibberish. I mean, wages are not up since Joe Biden took office. They're down 3.2%. And if you look at the real wealth of middle-class families, they've decreased on average by $33,000 in just the last year. The middle class, when you add it all up, has lost $2 trillion in real wealth in just the last year. So I don't know who's telling him this. I don't know who's telling him that widows are up. I don't know who's telling him that real wealth is up, when in reality, both of those aren't true. And on top of that, he's not even talking about debt. The amount of debt that the American family is taking on is reaching sky-high levels over $1 trillion in credit card debt wow. for the first time ever for the American people. Uh, so I don't know why he's out there bragging about this. It's the exact opposite of what he's saying is true. Tommy, this is Guy. You know, I heard that quote from him, and, and I focused in on uh, his qualifier of since the pandemic. And so it, it sounds to me like he's focusing in on a time when, you know, there was an incredible number of, uh, of incredible percentage of Americans who simply weren't working, who were shut down, were laid off, where restaurants were closed down and, you know, people couldn't run their businesses because the government wasn't letting them run their business. And I think they're pointing to that point in time going, aha, now that people <laughs> are actually allowed to go to work, there's been a recovery and claiming some political credit for that. And, and to me, that's outrageous and, and, and completely defies common sense. Well, I think that's exactly right. And I think it also betrays the fact that the benchmark I'm using is since Joe Biden took office. So if he's really talking about since the pandemic, he's looking to a recovery that began under the previous administration. Exactly. He's even crediting then the previous administration, because I think any reasonable person when looking at economic indicators under a president should look at economic indicators under that president. I mean, I think that's pretty reasonable. Uh, And when you look at those economic indicators, real wealth going down, costs skyrocketing, interest rates up, Real wealth falling, real income falling, debt skyrocketing. The balance sheet of the American family is really being hurt right now under Joe Biden. Uh, And that's nothing to brag about. 
Well, you know, what also strikes me about this is when he says, oh, no, uh, median uh, household wealth is up 37%. It seems so tone deaf to me because he, does he really not expect that, you know, the, 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 the housewife or the couple um, who's in the grocery store and they're, and they're looking at how the, the prices have so incredibly uh, escalated under the Biden administration and a person pumping the, you know, gas in their car and people seeing that not only do they have more debt, but they have less money in the bank. I mean, do, do they, people, do, do, does he really expect people to hear his message of, oh, no, your median wealth is up and expect people to ignore what they see with their own eyes every day? Well, that, that's the big problem that Biden has when he says, says these things just aren't true. It's that you can't hide the fact if you don't have as much money as you did a few years ago. If your dollar goes not quite as far as it did a few years ago, that's a reality that you're living with. You can't be told that that's not true because every single time you go to the grocery store, you see that it is true. And so that's why I think recent reporting, according to uh, Politico, I believe it was, Democrats are running from Bidenomics as fast as they can. And even Joe Biden admits that even he's not buying Bidenomics as an economic term. Even he doesn't really know what it means. So I think the American people aren't buying it. Joe Biden's not buying it. Nobody's buying it. And that's why his approval rating on the economy is in the tank. He really is kind of taking the Marie Antoinette approach to the economy where he's saying, let them eat cake, when in reality, American families are struggling because of his wasteful spending and his economic policies. Tommy Pickett, strategic comms director for the RNC here on the Hammer and Nigel show. I was actually just, my jaw hit the floor when you said for the first time ever, total credit card debt in the U.S. topped $1 trillion. I mean, now, I, I think that's what Bidenomics is, Tommy. I think that's that, and, and yeah, hey, jobs are up. We, yeah, we're, we're, people are getting more jobs. They're getting second and third jobs so they can pay for their gas and their groceries. Yeah, we've discussed this before in the sense that when you look at these job creation numbers, if someone's forced to get that second job in order to afford food, they're not in a better financial position than they were. If they're forced to get that second job because their first job is no, cover, no, no longer covering their expenses, they're in a worse financial position. And for him to look at spending numbers, for him to claim that somehow everything is great, he is, like you mentioned, ignoring that debt level number. That debt level number is unsustainable, especially when you think about the fact that interest rates are at their highest levels in decades. Because that credit card debt is not just a $1 trillion number. It's the, it's the interest rate that you're paying on that credit card debt again and again. And credit card debt specifically is one of the forms of debt that has hit the soonest and the hardest by raising interest rates. It's not when you get a fixed rate mortgage on a home, interest rates doesn't necessarily affect that person. Credit card debt is very different. So we're seeing that $1 trillion credit card debt number. And that hit on American families is compounded by the fact that interest rates are surging on that debt. This is going to be a decades-long hit to the American family. It's going to be a years-long setback for people that are trying to buy a home, buy a car, get out of debt. It really is a tragedy of really historic proportion which is when we're looking at the way that Bidenomics is hurting the American family. Tommy, one more thing uh, before we let you go here. You had mentioned that Democrats are running away from Bidenomics. Joe Biden has even admitted he doesn't know what Bidenomics is. And the fact that Democrats are running away from Joe Biden is in the polling. I mean, the New York Times poll out over the weekend, Democrats' heads are spinning. Uh, Bad polling for Biden. CNN just had a a poll yesterday that said Trump would beat Biden in a general election by a a slim margin. Here is, I'm going to play another piece of audio for you real quick. Uh, Somebody asking Joe Biden why he's getting beat in the uh, swing states. Why do you think it is that you're trailing Trump in all these swing state polls? Because you don't read the polls out from there are 10 polls. Eight of them, I'm beating them in those states. Eight of them. You guys only do two. CNN and New York Times. Check it out. 
Check it out. We'll get you a copy of all those uh, polls. Okay? You don't believe you're trailing in battleground states? No, I don't. <laughs> He's in denial, Tommy. I mean, these are polls from CNN and New York Times. He said it himself. He is in total denial. And I believe the the uh, the Democrats are running away from Joe Biden. They are. And another poll came out showing the exact same thing with Bloomberg and Morning Consult. So it's not, you know, it's poll after poll after poll. Maybe the same people that are telling him that he's polling well are the same people that are telling him the economy's doing great, the border is secure, and we're more respected on the world stage. I mean, it's denial after denial here from the Biden administration. And Democrats are running as fast as they can from it. But the problem is they can't run and escape from it because they voted for it. Democrats in Congress have supported this Bidenomics agenda. They supported so much of his agenda that's done so much damage to this country. So they're just as responsible as he is for the damage being done right now. So they can they can try to run from it. They can't really uh, escape from it. And I think Democrats, that's why they're worried, because when the American people are asked about Biden on the border, on the economy, on foreign policy, uh, on energy, they vastly disapprove of the job Biden is doing. And so in order to stop that, we need to elect Republicans. And I believe in 2024, that's exactly what the American people are going to do. I know I said I'd let you go after this question. One more just real quick one. Your thoughts, your uh, big picture on Manchin saying he's not going to uh, run for reelection in West Virginia. Well, like the uh, NRSC, the Senatorial Committee said, uh, we're feeling pretty good about our chances in West Virginia. Uh, so <laughs> I think that's, that's good news uh, for the Republican candidates there, whoever the nominee is eventually going to be. Uh, I, I think ultimately it's a testimony to the fact that uh, the, the Democratic Party is taken over by the farthest left yes. of the farthest extremes yes. right now. It's not the Democratic Party of 5, 10, 15, or 20 years ago. It's a party that's embraced the most destructive far left, far left instincts that it has. And I think any moderate uh, that's part of the Democratic Party is being forced out. And yep. I hope that they find a home in a Republican Party in the sense of voting Republican and getting some common sense back in there. Follow him at RNC Research. He's a must-follow on X, Strategic Comms Director for the RNC. Tommy Piggott, we'll talk to you next week. Hey, thanks for having me. Have a good weekend. Thanks, right. Tommy. It's a Hammer and Nigel show.